Be sure to stick around until the very end of this episode to hear some exciting news about our industry program. the Assist Center podcast. My name is Karen Shore, and I'm the communications coordinator for the center. In this episode, you'll hear from our former industry ecosystem director, Dr. Adam Curry. We talked about the importance of our industry ecosystem to the center's success and the benefits it provides to industry members. Through our ecosystem of industry partners, multidisciplinary faculty and students, and clinical practitioners, we are developing market-relevant, next-generation wearable technologies and bringing highly skilled talent to the marketplace. You can learn more about the program by visiting our website at assistcenter.org and accessing the Industry tab. I have the pleasure today of talking to my old couple doors down neighbor in the office, Dr. Adam Curry. Welcome to the podcast, Adam. Thank you. Excited to be here and excited to talk to you again. Yeah, it's good to see you. Um, For those of you who don't know, Dr. Curry is um, ASSIST's former director of the industry ecosystem, also known as industry liaison officer, depending depending on who you are. But he was in charge of the relationship between the ASSIST Center and our industry partners. Is that right? Is that a like a good... 30,000 foot description, Adam. Yeah. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. I would describe it as kind of that in between industry and, and the market and commercial space and then the academic side and the research. Why is it important for a center like the ASSIST Center to have an industry component, an industry um, involvement? Yeah, so ASSIST is one of those kind of unique programs, or it was part of a unique program through NSF that was really focused on translational research. And the idea of that translational research was to move things from the academic space, from early stage research to the commercial space and get stuff out on the market. So having that industry involvement and that industry input is huge. Industry gives a perspective on what has value, perspective on how you translate things out. You know, they always let us know, you know, some of the challenges they faced in, in moving something along and maybe what kinds of things we should focus on to take it further. And then they appreciate getting to see the early stage research, get to see what's coming up next, uh, kind of form their strategies. And I got to see that a lot. Companies come in, see what we're doing, come back later, say, okay, we've been talking about it. This is what, <laughs> this is what we're thinking. We want to look into this a little bit more. So it, it, it works well. It's, it's unique uh, in a lot of ways, but it's um, very effective. So what kinds of things did you see during your time here? Um, what kinds of fruits of all of that collaboration? Yeah, a, a couple of things come to mind right away. Um, spinouts were one of the success stories, this is one of the clear success stories in terms of getting technology out to the market. So if I recall, there were 10 startups that were active that had taken technology. And when I say spin out, they had taken a technology from the center from one of the seven universities and somebody had gone out to commercialize that and form a company around it. So that alone is, is a real mark of impact and success in this idea of translation and getting things out. It's also very exciting for the idea of promoting business and entrepreneurship and, and driving the economy from that end. So that was always exciting to see. And when I was there, 
I came in between the seventh and eighth year of the center. And there had been a, a good number of those already. And some of them were doing very well. And I got to see them continue to grow. And then I got to see some spin out while I was there um, and take advantage of some of the resources that the university, some of the relationships they'd already built. And then some that had been around a little bit, but hadn't taken off, uh, begin to get traction, get external funding and just begin to, to kind of make those inroads and come in in some cases and, and use our facilities to do testing, uh, work with some of our professors to get additional funding. So there was a, a lot of that. So kind of in that whole startup space, driving things out, uh, to the market from that end, the, other example that comes to mind is the larger companies that came in and I kind of referenced this earlier, watched what we were doing, got familiar with the technologies, familiar with us, began to see opportunities and, and were very interactive with us and very engaged in looking at the research, getting more information from us, taking it back, talking with their research departments, and then coming back and in some cases sponsoring further research that was more targeted. So within the center, they would get to see net, you know, base of $4 million worth of research from National Science Foundation core funding, and then two to three times that much additional of research that was happening with external funding through other avenues. And then, you know, the whole industry board would get to see all of that and evaluate it. And there could be discussions about it. But then a company, when they saw something particularly interesting to them, could sponsor a project around that, advance it in the direction they would like it to go and not reveal that to everybody and have a really nice one-to-one relationship. Mm-hmm. So both of those things, uh, I think were, were good in it, maybe good examples of how the industry program worked well. Yeah, it it does seem like um, the assist center serves a certain role on the tech side and the industry members, like you said, uh, know more about, you know, market demands and the, you know, where people are going next and what people want and what does well and what doesn't do well, do well, what has a good adoption rate and what doesn't have a good adoption rate. So it's a nice little symbiotic relationship, I guess. I don't know if that's the right word. No, it's, yeah, that's perfect. I think that's exactly what it is and what it's meant to be. Yeah. And it, it seems to work really well. Um, you did leave, I'm sad to say, and we're we're currently <laughs> we're currently recruiting uh, your replacement. So, do you want to talk a little bit about where you uh, landed? Uh, yeah, sure. So, I landed at a company called Applied Research Associates. They do contracts, research, and development. A lot of that work is with the military and Department Department of Defense. So, a lot of the funding comes from uh, military or Department of Defense customers. But there are also projects with the FDA, there are municipalities. The company really does a lot and collaborates with academia and also with other small companies and at times partners with other large research organizations. Well, and the good news for us is that we'll still be able to be in contact with you pretty frequently because your company is in the process of becoming one of our um, newest industry members as of the date of this interview, right? That's right. So we'll yeah. be happy to we'll be happy to have an excuse to call you every once in a while. <laughs> right. Yeah, we're excited about that. One of the things that was appealing to both sides for me and to uh, applied research associates or ARA was 
the connection with the university and maintaining that. We had already done some things together when I was there. Uh, so the assistant or had done some things, um, kind of looking at opportunities with ARA. So ARA wants to continue that. And I'm excited to be able to help facilitate that uh, from that side. One of the other things that we haven't really talked about yet as a benefit to both sides of this relationship is industry's access to our brilliant and very promising group of students. Right. Um, and it's good for our students to have access to industry uh, companies as well. So do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Yeah. That's a great, um, another one. There's so many, there's so many different things that industry references as the benefits and that is high on the list. Um, so I referenced some of the translational things from a technology or, you know, kind of knowledge standpoint earlier, but we also think a little bit about translation of students and, and bringing them out into industry and the companies were very excited to get to know our students. Uh, many of our companies hired students from assist and they, they knew they were getting quality students. They'd watched their work over multiple years. Mm -hmm. Um, if the company was interested in what we were doing, a lot of times they at the end got an expert in that area. Mm -hmm. So, so that was always exciting. And the center provided unique opportunities to, um, engage with the students through networking events at our annual meetings. So that was big. NC State, as one example, has career fairs and has events that are tailored and, and uh, developed particularly for companies that are involved with the, the, in this case, electrical and computer engineering department. Mm -hmm. And so there were special opportunities for those companies that were members of ASSIST because ASSIST is based in that department. And mm -hmm. so we could provide unique access to students there. So yes, it was a, it was a great thing. We have a pretty good pipeline. I mean, we have um, assist-related topics as a minor for undergrads, and we have, you know, master's students and PhD students, and, you know, we have the whole gamut from, you know, start of a college career till, you know, their final degree program. So industry members can see all kinds of development and have access to such a group of brilliant people. I can't I can't even start to describe all of the things that these people are capable of. So, yeah, yeah, you're right. And, and kind of related the pre-college programs, we had engagements with companies around those mm -hmm. and it was always exciting to talk about the wearable device challenge or some of yeah. the other things we did. Yeah. So, there's uh, yeah. if, if anybody ever has a chance to go to the wearable device challenge, you will likely wonder what the heck you were doing when you were in middle school because these kids right. come up with such brilliant and well thought out plans and prototypes um and i'm just thinking i was worried that i wasn't going to remember my locker combination but these right. kids are you know <laughs> yeah. they're solving world problems here so it's a really i mean really great things and you know our our education director who people have um met in a previous podcast episode um she works so hard uh, dr elena vidi she works so hard to um start that pipeline of 
kids who might be interested in pursuing this type of education, you know, in electrical and computer engineering. At a very young age, she visits um, elementary schools even to um, to get kids excited about and to learn about this as a career path. So, yeah, but. It, the whole assist center is such a complicated, um, you know, relationships on all kinds of levels from elementary school kids to middle school and high school kids, all the way up to, you know, industry members like SAS and Medtronic. So, right. I mean, we have a lot of stuff going on here. So we've already talked about the uh, student to industry member and industry member to student and assist center at, at large connected with industry members. Are there any other kind of good connections that get made in this industry program? Yeah. One of the exciting things we've, we've presented to our members at different times, uh, the, the opportunities that we see and we try to present to them and ask them, which are of greatest value and networking among the industry members and the industry members uh, gain to network with our faculty uh, are both really big and high on the list. So with each other, we have this group of companies coming together. They're interested in the same space. And we work to have companies across what we call the value chain. So a company that is going to make, um, you know, base components for a final device, all the way up to a company that's going to want to use it in a clinical trial. So we, we really try to have that span. And when those companies come together and get to network together, opportunities emerge. Um, and so we had some neat examples of that where companies would uh, find opportunities and work together um, to move things forward. The other thing, and sometimes they connect uh, in this way with multiple different member companies, but those member companies with faculty, they, they are gaining access to world-class faculty. I, mm-hmm. I honestly don't know another place where there are so such a breadth of a breadth of depth, a, you know, <laughs> a, a variety of uh, topic areas and specialties where we have really deep expertise and world leading researchers. So companies gain access to them, then sometimes leads not just to sponsored research, but to doing things together maybe going out for funding together or approaching another company together. Mm-hmm. So that aspect of the networking uh, was always high on the list and a, a big benefit that I saw actually play out. And I want people to be aware of and take advantage of. Yeah. Well, I know that, I know that all of our um, industry members really enjoyed being able to um, have you as their, as their conduit between, you know, them and the center. So, it's sad that they don't have you anymore, but like I said, we are we are busily uh, trying to find someone who can step into your very big shoes. Well, I loved the time I had there and loved the team, yeah. and it's yeah. uh, it's hard to not be part of it now. But I'm glad I will yeah. be uh, joining in some of the events and get to to keep up with everything. Yeah, me too. Well, thanks so much for talking to me today, Adam. Um, this this industry program is something that is so important to the center and so important to the, you know, health wearables space, you know, at its highest level. So I'm I'm glad that we are working so hard to maintain our industry program and um, all of the great stuff that comes along with it. So 
thank you again. Oh, thanks for giving me the chance. Yeah, you did a good job. <laughs> thanks. This episode was recorded and produced by Assist staff on the Centennial Campus of North Carolina State University in Raleigh, North Carolina. Music was composed and performed by our Deputy Director, Dr. Mehmet Ozturk. Learn more about us and subscribe to our newsletter at our website, assistcenter.org. Thank you for listening. Great pleasure to announce Dr. Ravi Chilakuri as Assist's new industry liaison officer and the lead of our industry ecosystem. He'll join Assist in just a few weeks in early September. Ravi comes with extensive experience in microelectronics research, product development, manufacturing, and marketing. Over his tenure at technologically diverse companies, he has managed multiple product lines and created strategies for consistent business growth, working closely with finance, legal, and compliance teams. Ravi has built and mentored global multifunctional teams for successful product development from pathfinding to high-volume manufacturing. He is also quite familiar with Assist as he has served as VP of Product Development at Phenonic and COO at VitalFlow, both associated with Assist, so he already has experience collaborating with Assist faculty and students. Through his experiences, Ravi brings his industry, business, and product development expertise to university research and commercialization of cutting-edge technologies. Please join us as we welcome Ravi to the team, and we look forward to further building our industry ecosystem.